Uh, welcome back, listeners, pod peoples, followers, listeners, punks of all ages and denominations. Welcome back to Not Just a Phase. This is season two, episode two, and I'm speaking with Zach, the vocalist of a very great emotional hardcore band called Sparing from Yo, North Carolina. <laughs> I got that right, Sparing? That's it. Yeah. All right. One R. All right. <laughs> I thought it was pronounced sparring, but we got into that earlier. <laughs> so what started in 2019 as a solo project for Zach blossomed into a full band in 2021 when they released the Old Dreams EP at the end of July 2021 on Sunday Drive Records. So many new bands have popped up during the pandemic. And uh, the last few years, it's, it's literally impossible to keep track of all of them. But trust me, once you've heard these guys, you'll be remembering them. And I can only imagine a long musical career with a very flawless discography to come from these guys. The sound is somehow nostalgic, yet oddly fresh and new at the same time. It's just so damn catchy and well-written. If you haven't heard this band, you've been fucking up, but we're going to change that. So check this out. Uh, Hey, this is Zach from Sparing. Uh, This song is called Old Dreams, and you are listening to Not Just a Phase.
best that's been done, to be honest. <laughs> so, I, I put it in all caps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my, my notes right here beside me. That's beautiful. Yeah, like I said, I think that's the best intro that's been done for the show. So, Zach, uh, welcome to the show, man. <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for having me on, Rob. Cool. So, uh, I guess uh, we've already stated your name, which I normally do, but uh, yep. you want to say your name and what role it is you play in the band? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, my name is Zach Godwin. Um, I play, uh, or I, well, I'm the vocalist of Sparing, but uh, I'm the key songwriter, I guess you'd, you'd call it. So, on the record, I do guitar um bass vocals everything but drums um so essentially a solo project you know think of like dashboard confessional or um early november like that sort of thing um so yeah but uh yeah band called sparing from north carolina cool and so this being a solo project uh what made you push to make it a full band what what influenced that decision yeah man so uh we kicked it off uh i want to say it was 20 19 whatever the first demo came out um grave it's on spotify and Bandcamp and all that good stuff but uh yeah that was essentially just me i was living in an rv at the time um and i just have a drum machine and computer and i was just like trying to write some songs just to pass the time and uh i kind of gave up that that demo didn't really do anything it flopped on me so i kind of quit you know i didn't really think about sparing um my other band 13th at the time kind of took off from there um so my musical stuff shifted a little bit but uh you know, during the pandemic, like 2020, I just had so much more free time on my hand. So I just started writing again, just by myself at my house. Um, just me, drum machine, guitar, just tracking, you know, um, I eventually had enough for an EP's worth of stuff. I'm like, you know, this is good enough to drop. I thought it was better than the demo. And I was like, you know, I'd be stupid not to put this out. And no bands were playing shows at the time because of COVID. So it really didn't you know, stop us from like putting music out and not gigging. Um, so it was a good time to start. But, you know, while I was like trying to send it off to labels and stuff, uh, I kind of thought that it being packaged up as a full band and not a solo project, you know, having members attached to it would just kind of help me get my foot in the door with a label. I don't know if that it was a thing or not, but just like in my head, I was like, you know, I think that a label might grab onto it if it was a band and not just me, um, even if it was just me on the records. Um, so initially it was just out of um, necessity and it paid off. The The album got picked up by uh, Sunday Drive Records, the label we're on currently based out of uh, San Antonio, Texas. And uh, it's been great. So I don't know if it, pay, if, if, if it mattered at all to him or not, or if, if the songs, you know, did it on its own, but uh that was initially why it turned into a, a full band. Cool. Yeah. No, yeah. it makes sense to me. Cause like, I mean, I figure as a full band, it's a, it's more of a product that can actually be used. You can hear it live. Like, well, yeah. you can hear it live in a better capacity than a solo artist anyways. That's for yeah. Sure. And I'd always thought about playing shows live, you know, it was just at first, should it be um, just me or a group? What would help it get the, um, the best, you know, start from the beginning. But yeah. Always wanted to play live for sure. So I'm glad we did it. Cool. Yeah. And have you guys played live yet during all this chaos? Well, yeah, we, um, we played once. Our first show was uh, with Koyo and a band called Fake Eyes out of North Carolina. Awesome emo band. Um, old members of Magnitude, another hardcore band from North Carolina. Um, so that was our first show in Greensboro. Just an awesome little house show. Awesome vibe. 
a um, little sketchy. It was in September. So I was still kind of nervous about, you know, pandemic stuff, but uh, masked up and went in and no issues and had fun. Um, and then we played once more uh, New Year's Eve. So last week um, with a, a different lineup uh, musically. Um, and it went good too. So um, just two shows so far, mostly just COVID related, just haven't really been uh, trying to go crazy, just picking wisely and, you know, hopefully to do more in the, in this new year. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. So you guys have uh, played with Koyo for your first show. That's, that's insane. Yeah. I'm I don't know. Bold... It just worked yeah, out sorry. that way. I'm going to boldly assume you, you've checked us out before agreeing to chat with us. Yes. Uh, I listened to the Koyo pod. I listened to the standstill podcast um, and one other screamo band, but those two guys like the Koyo and standstill, we get name dropped with them all the time. And like, year in lists and podcasts and things like that so we are definitely in that same vein of music genre um they're definitely different than us like each all three are different sounding tonally uh, tonally but i do hear the similarities so like they're in my mind they're like bands i look up to and want to they push me to be better at my songwriting so as soon as i saw those two podcasts i, I dug through them because i wanted to you know not like pass up my contemporaries i want to do what i can to involved with my scene and them so uh those episodes rocked um i never got to talk to the standstill guy we played a show with with standstill but my other band 13th played with standstill um a few months ago and i've gotten to meet uh brian one of the guitar players and gotten decently close to him on on the internet but uh listening to the vocalist that was my first time like actually you know hearing him talk and super smart dude yeah, that was my first and only conversation with the man as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, both, both good, super smart um, vocalists, both uh, Koyo and him. So it's cool to have, like, dudes from, like, hardcore adjacent scenes, like, actually be, you know, you know, back up what they talk about in their music. So that's cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, your other band, 13th, that you mentioned, if the listeners haven't heard, is a much more hardcore band. And they are just dummy heavy. Same area, North Carolina area type deal. Yeah, everyone's based out of Raleigh. Um, I live near the coast, um, uh, near Wilmington area. So I, I make a commute to practice. And um, Terry, the vocalist at 13th, he lives in uh, New York City now. So um, it's been a little bit tougher playing shows with 13th. Um, but we just kind of do one a month, maybe one every other month and just like, you know, hit it when we can. But uh, yeah, it's a blast, man. They're always good guys. And um, I love playing music with them. Cool. So before you got, uh, before you had these two bands rocking, I always like starting off with the origin stories. Do you recall how you first got into like punk rock or any underground music? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've talked about this once in the past, so I'll try to uh, bring it up in a different way. But uh, I grew up just listening to whatever was around at the time. So like my mom would listen to classic rock, you know, ACDC, uh, Def Leppard, just stuff like that. Van Halen, just whatever was, you know, on at the time. And, you know, I'm about to be 30 years old. So like my era of like MTV was fallout boy, blink, my chemical romance, stuff like that. Um, Hawthorne Heights. So I was kind of like living in the two worlds of classic rock and what I was hearing on the radio, like current vibes. Um, and then like, as I kind of got older, you know, my musical stuff kind of switched back and forth from, um, you know, just learning to play guitar. It was more like classic rock. 
Metallica stuff. And then it kind of shifted into more metal stuff, metal and punk. And as I got older into high school, I started finding about hardcore and emo. And mostly through, like, I know it's silly to say, but it's just the, the era it was. But through pop punk, a lot of those pop punk bands were splintered off from emo influences. And it took me a while to, like, really start digging in, probably when I was a senior in high school, to um, what the pop punk bands I was listening to at the time, or the metal bands I was listening to at the time, what they were influenced by, which was, you know, Minor Threat, Fugazi, and then, like, American Football, Mineral, Raid, stuff like that. But it took me a while to, like, figure out what I really liked. Um, I was just eating it all up, you know. Anything I get my hands on, I was uh, just vibing with at the time. Can't be being young. <laughs> yeah, shit, I miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 31, feeling 61 already. So, Dude, uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> what would you consider, like, the most uh, the most influential band or sounds towards your music uh at the time so i would split it up in the different uh different eras so the first demo the grave demo um very super heaven daylight influenced i was just kind of like listening to a bunch of grungy stuff at the time so that i think you can hear pretty heavy um with old dreams i was listening to a lot of early november hawthorne heights um and it still had that uh super heaven influence um i think i was still figuring out what i wanted to be and i think bands like koyo and standstill being popular in our scene kind of gave me the the um not the strength but like the go ahead you know like the confidence to be like okay i can write stuff like i really want to write i can write more pop punky type stuff and it be it can get over with the crowd and hardcore or alternative um scenes and not really be worried about it you know what i mean um because before you never know who's gonna like clown you for like writing softer stuff if you come from hardcore so i was a little nervous to put out some stuff you know I'm that so i really you said that it's yeah like, it's it's such a silly true, right it's such a silly gray area but honestly after the pandemic so much so many people were just in hardcore or in, outside of music they just they were super accepting where they might not have been before to any type of music so um the new stuff that i'm writing um which i'm sure we'll get into a little bit uh, is definitely more more aggressive, like uh, punk beats, um, which there's no punk beats on Old Dreams, surprisingly. So some some D beat punk beats, um, some more aggressive guitar, um, just a different vibe, you know. Dropped uh, drop tuning a little bit more. Um, so yeah, definitely stay still in that early November, um, taking back Sunday sort of uh, headspace. But honestly, I, I have a hard time figuring out what the new songs and influence sound like. I really can't pinpoint it, um, but I'm stoked on them. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I'm stoked on that description. Fucking A. Because like yeah. uh, I got from the first EP, I don't know if you listen to Balance and Composure at all, but I got big yeah. Balance and Composure vibes. For uh, Old Dreams one, or, for, uh, or for, for, for Grave? For Grave, yeah. Yeah. And the second one is different. And you're saying this third one's coming a little harder now. Even harder, yeah. Each one's yeah, like cool. stacked on top of the one before. So it's gonna um, be a progression, eh? It, it is, but I love balance. Balance is awesome. Uh, I went through a, a heavy title fight, balance composure, run for cover records uh, scene oh, when that was popping off. Oh, yeah. You know, I think everyone was into it. Um, so I still uh, have a lot of just influence subconsciously from that um, time in my life, without a doubt. 
what's like uh what's your favorite part of the the local senior you're a part of uh right now it's more hardcore um a lot of hardcore bands uh are coming out of the pandemic strong uh so it's really just the it's an awesome community um i've been doing this a while at this point you know playing since i was you know, 14, 15 years old. So like 15 years of my life playing music, different genres, but doing it a lot. And I've seen um, it kind of come and go with like territories and people being more um, not wanting to let you in. And um, I know it's, it's weird, but it was very uh, cliquish at a time, um, especially when you're younger. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and when you're younger, that's kind of disheartening. Um you don't feel like you can get your way in, even if you think you're, you you belong there. So um, surprisingly, post-COVID or post-pandemic, rather, um, the 2020 year, everyone's so involved and happy to be there. Doesn't matter what genre you're in, how old you are, none of that. Um, everyone's encouraged, is, is encouraging, sparing, uh, really got accepted, which I was surprised to because, like I said before, the, the Grave demo didn't take off. No one seemed to really... Uh, mess with it in the way that I, I would have hoped but they loved old dreams and they, they supported it even the hardcore kids so that's my favorite thing about what's going on right now it's really just an awesome group of people um, girls and guys that are just trying to put on for each other you know no matter what the band is so that is huge for um, people starting out you know so I'm trying to do my best with new bands too um, trying to even if I don't know them personally trying to support you know everyone so I'm really glad cool. you mentioned that because like, uh, you know, we're, we're 30 and, and older. And for people who don't understand that, like when we were younger, this, this thing was a very much members only kind of thing. Like you'd probably get the, you'd take some hits just standing there because you didn't look like you fit in or, or they knew you were a new face kind of in the crowd. Like, yeah, this, this wasn't as quite as accepting as it is today. Like nothing like it is today. Right. Yeah. And it's way better now. I don't know if it's like social media has kind of made it, more acceptable because like everyone kind of knows each other um virtually that might be a thing i really don't know what it is but i'm glad it i'm glad it feels the way it is now it's awesome yeah i'd have to i'd have to agree for the most part um what band are you you listening to a lot of lately that you don't think is getting enough love or attention at the moment it doesn't uh, have to be local or anything just who do you think yeah, needs more love? yeah yeah um now this band is actually they are getting love now. It's starting to creep up, and, but I'm really stoked for them for some reason. They're young dudes. I think they're fresh out of high school, but the band's called Montclair. Um, they are, they used to be a pop punk band, but again, they kind of, the next single that just came out like last week, um, it's more aggressive, screaming, um, but they're like a three piece. The guy plays drums and, and sings at the same time. Um, awesome band. Yeah, definitely check them out, Montclair. I think they're from up north Connecticut area, um, but the the drummer is in a band on our label, um, Broken Vow, which is a hardcore band. Um, but just young straight edge kids that are making some awesome music. So Montclair, I'm they're the one band that I'm like stoked on, even though I don't know them personally yet. Um, I'm excited for what comes next with them. So definitely check them out. Cool man, yeah, I'm definitely gonna check out both those bands. So you've been doing this. You said you've been playing shows since you were like 15 and all that. So how yeah. did you guys, uh, how did you meet your current band members? How'd you guys form this band? Uh, yeah, just through, just through other bands. So um, I've been uh, involved in some sort of band since I was young, but uh, 
probably when we were 21. Um, well, my bass player at the time, Zach Burge, um, he's in 13th. He, uh, we grew up together, went to shows together, a little bit of everything, skate together. Uh, so me and him have always played in bands together. And um, I just met all the 13th guys through separate bands. So me and Burge were, were in a band called Constant Grind. It was like thrashy, power trip sounding stuff. And they were in a band uh, called Lifeblood. And we just played a lot of shows with them. And then eventually both of those bands dissolved and you know yo you want to jam one day uh as simple as it is but that like sometimes all it is is just a, a similar group of dudes with a similar mindset that just like have the time and the commitment to just hang out and write some tunes and sometimes it clicks sometimes it doesn't but uh when the scene's good you know it's you, you meet good people and um it kind of just builds from there you know builds relationships from there yeah, uh, both both these bands are relatively new. How was the timeline? Which one came first here? Is it Sparing or is it 13th? I was trying to think of that. I, I want to say 13th came first, um, but I really, I really can't remember. Um, it was probably the same year, um, to be honest. Uh, I was definitely riding Sparing stuff in the camper, in that RV, and I want to say I was playing – shows what 13th at that time too because i'm just like thinking back what gear i had <laughs> in the in the writing sessions of that and i want to say it was uh the same year so very very parallel um bands uh, not much not much difference in time uh, overlapping so not musically related at all but just genuine curiosity you were in an rv for what reason <laughs> there for travel or season no. sites or like <laughs> no okay so i live at the beach i live uh in uh in, nice. yeah in surf city <laughs> in like a community like a surf community um and i just kind of i had just broken up with my girlfriend at the time and i had moved from raleigh which is in the center of the state to the coast um and i just bought an rv and i was gonna just live in that and do like the tiny house life sort of thing i know it's like crazy <laughs> but like i just was like all right i'm gonna live in it for a year and i'm gonna just you know, write music and just <laughs> do the single life thing. Uh, and then like a month later I met my wife. <laughs> so like, Oh shit. Oh, yeah. Shit. So it kind of like ruined everything. I sold the, sold the camper that year and uh, <laughs> it, it moved in with, with her. So, you know, you never can plan a hundred percent, but I did write the, uh, the demo in the camper before I sold it. So I guess it doesn't all for nothing. That's cool. Yeah. Life's a funny motherfucker. Congrats on the uh, the marriage. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, yeah, I made it out of the uh, the adolescent punk life. I'm now uh, married and, and old as hell. So, <laughs> from a camper to a married old man, real quick, eh? <laughs> yeah, two two dogs, two cats. You know, I got the whole deal. Oh shit! <laughs> the uh, it's the American dream. <laughs> Apple oh, pie, you know. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get let's get back to the band here. Where uh. Where was the album Old Dreams recorded? Because it, it wasn't in an RV, right? No, not that one. Okay. So uh, I recorded with my buddy uh, Jose Gonzalez out of Sanford, North Carolina, which is where I grew up. Um, so Sanford's this little town near Raleigh. Um, and uh, Jose's been recording stuff since he was in high school with me. I think I'm, I'm two years older than him. But even in high school, he was like getting into recording on his computer, 
And like now he's got like full blown full-time job studio. That's what he does for a living now. Um, and he's crushing it. So I just spent a week um, in Sanford, got an Airbnb and it was just me on the record. Me and uh, I, my buddy Joe from 13th, he played drums on the record for me. And uh, we just tracked it, you know, day by day. And coming up, we're going back to the studio. Same, same place. I got another Airbnb for the week, tracking with Jose. So um, just building off of the, uh, building off of that. So I'm stoked, man. It, but he does a great job and he, uh, he's only getting better uh, each year. So Jose Gonzalez, um, I think his, Studio is called uh, Jay Gons Audio um, on uh, Instagram, and I think he's got a website too. But yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he did. He did a great job. It's a noticeable, uh, noticeable spike in production between demos. Yeah, yeah. real drums. The uh, the demo had fake drums, so that like helps. to me, that always to helps. me that's like the the thing that I can tell the most of. Um, having a real drummer behind the kit, like off the bat makes it like more you know you can feel it you know you can feel the beats and feel the music so that's always a big thing let's uh let's chat new stuff because i did not see that coming that is not in my questions list yeah uh, is this stuff coming out on physical i think so man i think so. um <laughs> you never know but <laughs> i i've talked to sunday drive about uh potentially getting pressed for uh, a vinyl pressing um and i think that's kind of on the table um God, i hope so it seems like uh kind of how he does things is the first th first release is a tape or a cd and then investing more on the second drop so old dreams had a cassette sold out um did good uh, so i think with this pressing uh it'll be on vinyl um but yeah we're we're going to the studio literally in a week um which is freaking crazy to say because i've been waiting forever but uh uh sunday uh, Sunday to Saturday, I've got uh, six days booked uh, for the studio and uh, should come out. Who knows? I mean, it depends on if it does get pressed on vinyl, it'll be um, based around when they can get it out sort of thing. So who, who, it might yeah, take months knows? for all who I know. Who knows when yeah. that could be? Geez, that could be forever. Well, yeah. that's cool. You're going in the studio next week because this episode's dropping next week. So is this, uh, oh, yeah. this the first mention? <laughs> is this the first announcement of new recording? Yeah, I think so. Hey. I think I might have... I might have tweeted about it or something like that, but that's a, I mean. No, I'm going to claim that you heard it here first. Cause you I'm heard it here first, not just face. Going <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> Rob's you. breaking the news. Thank oh. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that shit. So I'm just going to pretend, uh, I'm going to pretend <laughs> it was first announced here because then I can feel cool about myself for a little minute there. <laughs> but yeah, we're hitting um, five songs. Uh, so I wanted to write more. I was, I had intentions of writing an LP but uh, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I'm still figuring out what sparing sound is. Like each song I wrote, I kind of got more comfortable with what I was actually going for. Because um, even with Old Dreams, there was some like stuff on there that might have been like written closer to time I wrote the demo, um, just never recorded it. And uh, this one is like fresh ideas. And even that I'm like wanting to build off of, uh, off of what comes next. So I think an LP after this is the smarter uh, way to go just so i'm not like bouncing so many sounds uh trying to figure it out uh, and along the way yeah no i agree now that it's yeah. uh now that it's a full band is the writing process collaborative or is it still mostly majority of the comp comp ah, majority of the composition coming from yourself yeah it's just coming from me um that's why it's like it's a tough 
it's a tough thing because like in my head there's two parts of sparing i say yeah we're we're a live band we're a real band but it's these five songs were written just me the every every bit and in the studio um i'm like hiring a drummer this time so i'm not i haven't played with this guy yet so it's just just literally just my my musical you know my my uh musical self coming out onto the record and then after it's done i will teach the songs to um to the guys that play and that's kind of how kind of how it works which it might be weird like i didn't plan for it to be that way but it just kind of happened again you know like i just seem to work good by myself i don't have to really worry about you know if someone doesn't like this riff or if they got a something different and i definitely do ask opinions along the way like i'll send a, a demo of this to that person to somebody and they'll tell me their you know opinions on it and i change a lot of things but i just demo 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 i, I have like 20 versions of a song um before i'm happy with it you know and uh even going into the studio who knows i might not be happy with it, what i got right now i'm going to the studio in a week but uh that just seems to be how i work good um it works for me but you know, it probably would be less stressful if I, if I wrote music with uh, other people, but I mean, F it at this point, I mean, too late. I don't, I don't know. I've, uh, I've written music with uh, a lot of people and it's, it's usually less stressful to write it, write my own stuff, which never goes anywhere, but I, it, yeah. it comes out quick, quick and easy. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, anyone in bands have probably been in a room where they're just sitting there for like two hours and nothing's oh, getting done. And the God, drummer's yeah. like, hitting a hi-hat and like you want to punch him in the fucking mouth nothing that's not how i work good i'm like damn i just drove two and a half hours to be in this practice space and like we're not getting anything done i'd rather just hang out in my house and just like slap on the the guitar and just figure it out myself so that it's probably the reason why i did it again i don't know no it makes sense yeah is there uh you got shows lined up for sparing or not yet not not anymore um i've been pretty just focused on this studio um session just i want to make sure that these five songs are the best i can come out with and just kind of i think old dreams was awesome we grew a lot with that ep i mean we grew a lot uh through instagram numbers and like stats on spotify whatever you want to whatever metrics you want to say um there there was growth um, but I want there to be more and I want these songs to be on the level of a, of a standstill or a Koyo. I want to be in the same conversation, you know, at the end of the year. So, uh, I just put the shows on the back burner for a little while and just, uh, probably not a bad idea with COVID spiking and whatnot. So no one's really, you know, hounding you for shows at the same time. So it just, it's working out the way it should work out. Like Polaroids I've lost 
great segue to my next question like where do you want this band going like who, who's uh who are you dreaming to, yeah. to share stages with at this point you know it's just a little bit of everybody you know I, I would just i'd love to i'd love to tour i'd love to do a weekender or something there's so many good bands on the label we're on sunday drive records uh the band utmost glare uh the arrival note which is a new email band all three of them, like any, literally name a band on the, the label. I would love to play a show with them. So um, whether I can book a weekend tour around meeting where they, those guys live or, or, or something along those lines, I think that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. Um, I love North Carolina and I, I want to play more North Carolina shows, but I think to get the name out there more, you got to get out outside of your comfort zone and your boundary. And um for me, that's always been a hard thing. I've never really toured before and never really booked anything like that before. And if I want it to be on that level, I think I gotta, I gotta push for something like that. So that's, what's on my, um, it, my agenda kind of mentally, um, is just to get out of the state a little bit more. We'll see. So you mentioned you've never like, you've never done a, a full like tour or anything big like that, but the, yeah. do you have like a, a favorite, show memory either performing live or or a band you saw live just a favorite memory that sticks out yeah a few um so like as far as performing um this literally the show we just played with 13th um was is more about what the show meant than than actually performing so uh with coming from a scene that was a little bit more closed off um you know 10 years ago whatever to the point where we played the show with bands that were all friends, um, all uh, supportive of each other, and and the show basically sold out for our bands. It meant a lot to like the grind that we put in for the state, you know, um, where it just it meant more playing the show, you know, just just seeing what we kind of built, even on a small scale, it was important to me. Um, but like band, there's bands Fading Signal, they're an awesome band um rapid uh rapid fire new band just like literally everyone was just there for you know the homies for the friends and the uh you know people that they met through the scene so that was one of my favorite shows we ever played um and it was only like a month ago so uh as far as like scene shows the best show i've ever been to was a like a indie rock show it was like copeland uh i can make a mess like everyone's business yeah i know (laughs) which is the the early november dude and uh, (laughs) um the guy from um starting line uh personnel uh oh cool so just i don't know i listen to so much music and go to so much stuff outside of hardcore that usually like my favorite memories are maybe not hardcore which you know maybe i get revoked from my hardcore uh uh you know cred or whatever i lost it all yeah (laughs) yeah no i didn't see that coming i for sure thought you were gonna say punk shows but some indie rock stuff okay i've seen a lot of awesome punk shows though definitely a lot but uh that's my favorite (laughs) no i didn't expect that all right that's cool so um if you could see one band do a reunion show who would it be is that gonna be some indie rock shit too or 
<laughs> no, not not this one. I actually did have an answer for this one. Um, and I, the only reason why I think they, I think they are doing a reunion show, or uh, they definitely joke about it. But uh, the band Homegrown. Have you listened to Homegrown? I have. They not. were um, they're a pop punk band, uh, like two thousands era. And uh, dude, I just love that band so fucking much. And they uh they i never saw them because they, they were like popular whenever i was you know five years old or whatever so um i think that'd be an awesome show just to go and sing along to the songs that i've grown to love over the years and uh yeah they, they were definitely joking about it the vocalists uh i think they play music like in a cover band now or something like that so like they, who knows if they're just trolling or not but homegrown awesome band let me see what what label they're on i don't even remember i don't think it was drive through but it might have been yeah, they were on drive through records. Uh, but yeah, amazing band. Some homegrown. Okay, I'll have to homegrown. Check that out. I, I'm hitting you with so many band names. I, I'm oh, thinking. Oh, perfect. Uh, when I listen back, I'm just going to write them all down and check out who yeah, I haven't yeah. heard yet. I was wondering, you're like some pop up man. I'm like, how did I not hear of them? But yeah, if like they came out when you were five, shit, I was five or six. So that makes sense. Looks like they broke up in 2005. Maybe I wasn't like five years old, but uh, you know, they played shows with Blink. Yeah um seriously yeah uh very cool yeah actor age came out in 1998 so yeah i was like what oh yeah six years old so yikes yeah i didn't get into the topic until (laughs) i was like 10 so i just missed them (laughs) like i I knew who uh i knew all the small things you know that song was unavoidable uh in in my everywhere and then uh green day or whatever but uh, other than that you know it was who knows what was popular, man? Freaking NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, I'm Aaron Carter. Boys <laughs> I'm more of a Backstreet Boys guy myself, to be honest. Uh, I was big into the Spice Girls, too. I was legit listening to Justin Timberlake's uh, first legend. solo record today. It's a legend. It's a legend. Justified. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I'd be embarrassed to show you what my uh, Spotify search was. That, that was going around on Instagram recently, like, Share your Spotify search. Uh, oh, yeah. no, no cheating. And it's like legit, like Justin Timberlake, Jonas Brothers, <laughs> nice. and then uh, your podcast. So there you go. Hey, perfect. Yeah, I had to share my recently uh, recently search on Spotify because I just love doing that shit. And I had legitimately searched Adele for the reason of I wanted to see how many followers she had. Probably a, <laughs> and, a billion. Oh, it was nuts. I forget the number, but it, it, it bummed me out. It was crazy. I do have uh, the new Adele record. Uh, in the other room i'll I'll grab it for you right now no that's good that's good you know we'll we'll just jump to it since we're already on it uh what do you listen to that could be considered a guilty pleasure (laughs) uh worse than that (laughs) (laughs) let's see what did i let me see if i answered this or not i don't know if i did i mean i I don't really know if there's any like guilty pleasures for me um i listen to taylor swift i listen to freaking jonas brothers or whatever you know like whatever i'm into i'm just gonna be into it uh i'll like sing along to paramore or whatever you know like nothing's off the table no paramore's Um, fantastic i just i just like a lot of different genres and uh no you know i don't know i'm trying to think if there is any like guilty pleasure um well if you have no shame what do you listen to that like what do you listen to that like I wouldn't expect at all? Like obviously now I know you're big into pop stuff. And yeah. Pop punk. What do you listen to that like you'd tell someone they'd be like, really? You're into that? 
Ah, uh, I mean, I go through phases. I don't know if anyone's like this with, uh, with their music listeners, but pretty much every season, like when the season changes, I'll listen to different stuff. So like in the, in the winter, when it's like cold, I'll be listening to like Drake and like just other hip hop stuff. Like, uh, it's always Nemo I, winter for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Okay. Fall is fall is emo. Oh, true, fall true. is emo for me. True. Like as soon as I feel that crisp air, I'm listening to braid and mineral and, uh thursday and just anything emo screamo i'm on it and then as soon as it's like rainy and cold outside i'm swear to god i'm putting nas on or like (laughs) something i start bumping it okay so 90s snoop dog or some shit i don't know but okay and as soon as spring starts warming up man it's like gotta play the warm stuff summer's always like ska and pop punk yep yep and then just it just keeps going and it's always the same records every year oh yeah I'm listening to Lesson Jake a million times in the summer. Fuck I, yeah. Sweating my ass off, you know, but it yes. it works. <laughs> That's my guilty pleasure. All right, that. Lesson Jake. I love oh. fucking Scott. <laughs> Lesson Jake's not a guilty pleasure. It's like the first like first <laughs> band I heard when I was like fucking nine that wasn't like that wasn't pop punk. It's like, what was this? Lesson Jake changed my whole fucking world. You have a favorite Lesson Jake record? Ooh. Or song or anything. It's not, my, it's not my favorite record, but it's the first Lesson Jake record that I bought. I'll say Borders and Boundaries. And okay. that was like, that was a new record for me. Like I had showed, I was shown the earlier stuff, but yeah. when that came out, I was excited. I was like, oh, Lesson Jake album that's out. Like that's new. Like this is like, this is going to yeah. be high wave of Lesson Jake kind of stuff. And I think it's honestly like one of their last really good records. Yeah. Outside of Anthem, but Anthem got really poppy. Anthem's very, yeah. Anthem's very good. Um, I like, I do screen printing stuff on the side for my regular job and I'll find records that actually like pump me up while I'm like kind of doing the monotonous printing and uh, Lesson Jake, Losing Streak, the first record and then Rock View, the second one. I listen to those, I tear them up. I'm not sure how those records aren't like my end of the year rap every year on Spotify, but somehow they, they're not, but I swear I, I wear I wear Listen Jake out on a regular basis. That is fantastic. I, I have listened to Sugar in Your Gas Tank more times than probably any song <laughs> I have ever fucking heard. Massive Lesson Jake fan. Well, I if you like Lesson Jake, saw them. I cried the first time I saw them. Live. Yeah, like a I've girl, seen them at Warped Tour a few girl. times. I cried so hard. <laughs> They're so good. That's probably That's- why I like Summer so much. It's like it just reminds me of Warped Tour. Like I want to hear some trumpets blasting, and I want to see some people doing oh, circle yeah. pits to happy music maybe that's why i like Hell pop yeah. punk and shit you know maybe that's why i write it i don't know <laughs> it's, it's all about the feeling so uh, speaking of all these good feelings if you could do a guest vocal feature who would the who would that band be for you who would you love to put vocals on would if i could put the, vocal- yeah would it be in the pop punk world or it would have to be i mean it i can would, it would work i can scream but i'm not like i don't know if anyone would want me on their record for that you know what i mean um i don't know that's a good question uh it'd be fun to like be on stage with you know at a warp tour or something with a a lesson jake or a uh a band like a similar type of vibe you know just people having fun you know and you're on stage getting to be a part of that but as far as like getting on the record uh i I really don't know dude maybe uh Maybe being on like a homegrown record, that'd be sick. Because our voices are somewhat similar. Um, and you'll like them a lot if you like the Lesson Jake era. Like they're 
uh, they're in that kind of vein of uh, a pop punk. Cool. Yeah. That's I'm a hard gonna, one. That's I'm a hard question. Check that out. Thank you. I wrote it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't write an answer down. What the yeah. hell? What am I thinking? Hey, at least you read the questions. Uh, you're one of the very few. You told me you read these questions. I'm like, holy shit, no one does that. So yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, we're having too much fun, though, and too many laughs. So I'm going to bring down the happy. Assuming you're not a pacifist, if you could I'll punch anybody in the face as hard as you can, no repercussions, <laughs> who would you deck and why? All right. So I have two answers for this one. And one is... I love that. <laughs> one is like, as soon as you said the question, I like this is where my brain went. It's not music related, but, uh, so like I said before, I live at the beach and we're kind of smack dab in the middle of two towns, Jacksonville, which is like a military town and, uh, Wilmington, which is like a college town. Um, so you've got a crazy mix of like people from here to there and like rednecks and like, you know, super like uppity people. You you got it all. So like, I would want to punch, just the locals in my area <laughs> who pissed me off during the last year. <laughs> I work, I work retail. Uh, and like oh, everyone, bastard. everyone was nightmare. You poor like, bastard. I can't tell you how many times I've like had to almost verbally fight a Karen or somebody. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to do my job here. So I would have punched the, I would punch the faces out of those people. And also <laughs> if I wasn't going to post uh, punch the locals i'm gonna punch the island boys dead in the face island boys <laughs> <laughs> both of them <laughs> and i'm trying to figure out i i don't sure if if i think one of them's fly soldier and the other one's something else i think they're fucking two people yeah you know what i'm talking about are they people. two people you sure they're not fucking alien clones or some shit <laughs> goofy i really don't know dudes. goofy looking dudes but i respect their grind and i, I and <laughs> They figured it out. So oh, yeah. they may be popular, oh, yeah. and I might not be, but I'm going to punch them in the face next time I see them. So there you go, Island Boys. <laughs> is, is it? Do you want to hit them because of their music or just because they're just so fucking goofy? Um, I really don't mind the music. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow, am I an Island Boys fan right now? Am I uh, lying? Did you just publicly admit that? Do I follow them on TikTok? I definitely do. No way. Nah, I might not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I also might. Let me, let me but I also do. <laughs> <laughs> one of my uh, one of my coworkers constantly sends me Island Boys stuff, and he's like. 18 years old and uh it's just fun just like talking to him because like, there's like 10 year age gap and i get it whenever i was his age i would have loved everything that was they, it would have been the funniest thing to me the island boys are like anything like that would have been so funny and uh i'm just trying to like relive my youth a little bit through uh <laughs> through the people i work with <laughs> hey you gotta do it some way man that's cool that's cool yeah i also find them very entertaining yeah um, fuck the island boys yeah, you heard no, it first I'm- rob yeah, <laughs> I'm a big hater, but I love them for the same reason. They're fucking famous and they're stupid as shit. So you got to respect that. <laughs> you got no option, right? My bad. I didn't know if I could drop the F word on the uh, on the podcast. <laughs> I just went for it. <laughs> Have I not sworn already? Yeah, you're allowed to swear. It's, it's Hit joking. the bleep. Yeah, anyone who's under the ages of 18, maybe uh, don't go around cussing, <laughs> saying bad words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't have any kids yet, so uh, you know, I'll cover the cat's ears up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what kind of what kind of podcast do you listen to, if any, for that matter? Yeah, uh, well, I like I like podcasts like yours. I like anything music related. That's awesome. Um, I'm a big mu- uh, movie lover, so anything like movie um, reviews. And I actually was trying to make a movie review podcast, but I like started it. And then I went to Disney World and came back and I gave up and <laughs> after like two episodes. So I respect you for making it as far as you did because I'm terrible at, uh, at keeping on with it. Um, cool. but, I appreciate that. Yeah. So movies. But I'm uh, if I'm not a musician, I'm also a huge uh, wrestling fan, professional wrestling fan. So I listen to mostly po- wrestling podcasts. Um, I pay for like <laughs> subscribe, pay for certain ones and i just kind of go overboard a little bit so damn you're hardcore eh? okay i, I, I had to yeah, yeah, yeah no i'm a massive wrestling fan i don't i don't follow it anymore but i do shit. enjoy the sport of it and the the athleticism it takes to do that shit staged or not for anyone who's sitting there laughing going oh, that shit's fake like <laughs> you, you, you know necks still get broken elbows get broken shit like it's it might be planned but those guys are hurting yeah. each other and it takes some crazy skill to pull that off and not break your neck every time you land. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it's like, it's such a parallel to, to punk rock music. I know that's weird to say, but when you start to think of that, think about it and break it down, it really is. There's like indie scenes. There's like, you know, people just trying to work their way up the, uh, the, you know, the ladder of their scene. They're not yeah, playing sure. music. They're wrestling in the ring and um, there's small shows. There's big shows. Um, there's major leagues. There's, you know, people in indie there's halls. There's hardcore wrestling. There's hardcore. There's different genres. Yeah, there's <laughs> hardcore. Matches, there's all sorts of shit. Yeah, so, like, it's so much, like, music. Like, pro wrestling really is the punk rock of sports. Yep. And I just can't get enough of it, so. Yeah, I couldn't have said that better. I completely yeah. agree. That's awesome. I think that's why I love it. Who knows? <laughs> that's cool, man. I, uh, I, I sort of grew out of it. It's not that it was just a phase, pun intended. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, I'm sorry.
honestly, I'm glad you gave up running a podcast. I'll keep this in the edit because it is a <laughs> thankless fucking job. Uh, yeah. It's so much work. Yeah, it is. It's a podcast or something. It's I don't a labor love. To do. Yeah, it Hon- is. Honestly, music is a labor love too. I, I don't get hardly shit from, uh, from this, you know, but I, no, I do it because I love it. Oh, exactly. I get to talk with my favorite bands about their music. That's why I'm doing it, right? There you go. So since we're doing this for the love of music, what uh, if you had to pick one, what do you think was your album of the year for 2021? Yeah, uh, I did think about this one because I I, uh, I didn't do a year-end list because I listened to so much old music in the year. Like, I, I really have a hard time listening to new bands. I do listen to the ones that keep up with what's going on, but I, I get jealous so easily, and that's terrible of me. I think it's just part of my personality trait. Where I do listen to Okoye or Standstill, and I see the the love they're getting, I start getting like FOMO and like like fuck, man, I want I want to do that, I want to be that. But I, I I know how hard they work to get there. So like sometimes to cut my selfishness off, I I just avoid listening to the bands I know I'm gonna love. But um, any band on uh, Sunday Drive, I love to death and check them out but okay um one band is on sunday drive the other one is uh, is a big one so my favorite like non-major release of the year was uh photographic memory um it's a self-titled lp the guy i think he plays bass in military gun which is another uh hardcore kind of adjacent band awesome band um another band for you to listen to on your drive to work right now oh yeah they're um, fantastic. <laughs> uh, but photographic memory is like an indie pop bedroom pop kind of like solo project that he does. And it fucking rules. The songs get stuck in my head every five seconds. Um, so I can't get, I couldn't get enough of that, that record this year. So that was my favorite non major release photographic memory. Um, but I also, my favorite release of the year was a, not a hardcore record, not a pop up record, not, not anything. It was a Sufjan Stevens and Angelo de Augustine. It's an indie rock record. I love Sufjan Stevens. If you never listened to him, you might hate him. I don't know. Uh, but very soft, minimal guitars, plucky, you know, just like, I don't know. But it immerses me in a way that, like, some records don't. And uh, every song was about a movie. Like, the, the source material was a movie. Each song was a different movie. So, like, being a music fan and a movie fan, it was like, damn, I think they wrote this record straight up for me so that was my number one uh sufjan stevens is called uh a beginner's mind is the lp uh name so check that one out too very cool i definitely will so you feel like you got that personal connection that's why it makes it album of the year for you yeah i mean sufjan a few years back uh he put out a solo record no no he is a solo artist he put out a record um and uh it was my album of the year then and this one sounds very similar to that record. Um, he kind of does a lot of like things like uh, glitchy stuff, um, like weird out there abstract guitar stuff or like MIDI keyboard stuff. So for some records, so some records I don't really like as much as the stripped back guitar driven uh, singer songwriter um, records, but uh Carrie and Lowell and the new A Beginner's Mind have that very simple um, sound in the song. So it was made for me, man. That's all I got to say. Very he cool. knew. He knew. He's pandering to me. <laughs> Specifically you. 
specifically me. He was like, this is for you, Zach. I was like, hell yeah. Thanks, Sufjan. (laughs) Well, if you could, uh, if you could personally give a gift to the entire world, what would it be and why? Doesn't have to be a material possession, just a gift to the entire world. Uh, Just to be back to normal, man. Just fucking. Fuck yeah. Thankfully. That's it, dude. Holy Christ. Yes. I mean, it's. Thankfully, like my my day to day honestly hasn't been that much different. I never got COVID. I I, I feel kind of guilty in saying that. I never did, and I I've same so far. I've been healthy so far, and you know whatever. But like, still, there's a lot of people that are struggling in life and and financially through it where I didn't. Uh, so for those people, I just wish it go back to somewhat sense of normalcy. For musicians that are keep having to cancel tours every five seconds, you know, I, I can't. I see, I see that almost every day, you know, like a, a huge Europe tour, something big for like a, a small band that was like on, you know, had the opportunity to play something bigger. I think I saw that for um, the band Scowl. Um, they're way big. They're like way bigger than I am. Um, yeah, they're they like, just canceled something too. Yeah. Yeah. They canceled a, a tour today and it was like a, a gigantic European tour, which would have benefited them like substantially. So I hate that for, for, musicians and i hate that for people involved in the music scene um if we can just go back man so whatever we can do to to get there you know i'm ready to do it so that'd be my gift yeah that's that's the best gift that i think that i've heard so far what do you use what do people usually say pop um fucking there's been like uh (laughs) the last episode it was like food um bubble tea jamaican patties um we're we're having a good laugh (laughs) not everyone gets as serious with it um you can take it either way right it can be yeah yeah no that's a great answer because uh i feel like a complaining asshole lately i'm going nuts it's like lockdown number five it's like groundhog day i i work from home i'm doing the same shit every day there's nothing open i can't do shit i can't go see bands no bands are coming over here because we can't so i don't know how long it's gonna go for and I'm, i'm going fucking mental in my house and then I feel ungrateful complaining about it because there yeah. are people who lost their fucking job, who got sick, yeah. who, you know, some have passed yeah. percent, but yeah, it's there. And I'm sitting here just complaining that I'm stuck inside like an asshole. Canada was, is, has been way stricter for sure. Like oh, United insane. States is like, I know it's gotta be a pain in the ass to like, look at all the shit happening here and be like, man, why can't it, you know, why can't we be doing FOMO? that? You want to talk about FOMO? Oh man. I know dude. So I, much missing out is going on. But honestly, you're probably better off for it because the stuff they're get, it's getting canceled for a reason. You know what I mean? So when it comes back to Canada, sure. it'll be worth it. It's hard to see the the silver lining in the crap. I, that's what one of the songs was about on uh on Old Dreams. Uh, uh, the song Old Dreams was like talking about like being a dark year, and you know, like there's not much hope to be seen. You know, it's like even though you know it's there it's like i can't see it right now i know there's good but it's like i don't see it um but eventually it will be back and we'll be stage diving on people doing swan dives and uh <laughs> hanging out canada style you know what I mean? some swanton bombs going on <laughs> yeah yeah hey we're in north carolina man jeff hardy baby oh Come yeah on. no shit it's team extreme don't do it to me i used to live in a neighborhood with uh with them like in oh, the really? 90s yeah it's jeff funny. matt and lita lived in my neighborhood which is fucking crazy that is crazy well uh i guess we'll wrap it up here any last shout outs 
plugs, causes, anything, literally anything you want to speak on at all. Mike's yours. The floor is yours. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, thanks again for having me. Sorry. We talked more about, uh, wrestling and, uh, um, Taylor Swift and Jonas Butler's, but I mean, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the screamo kids that tune in will be like, okay, I never gave that a shot. Hey, we, we do, we do all punk genres here. <laughs> I'm tired of people just exclusively calling us a screamo podcast. Uh, we do, we do emo. We've done hardcore. We even did a shoegaze band last season. Uh, check us out. We do all punk genres. <laughs> it's not just your mom's uh, Screamo podcast. But I, <laughs> I, I appreciate the hell out of you letting me be on here. It was awesome sure. to talk to you. Um, you can follow Sparing on Instagram, Sparing Band. And I think Twitter's the same, at Sparing Band. Or SparingBand.com. It's got it all there. Spotify links, iTunes, all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, we're recording in a week. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. Whenever that drops, maybe in the summer, who knows, however long it takes to get something pressed. But uh, I think people are really going to dig it if you're into that kind of alternative, more aggressive style of pop punk um, or hardcore adjacent stuff. I think you're really going to like it. So uh, thanks again for the platform. And uh, hopefully we can do it again when that record drops. Yeah, man, I'd love to have you on in the future for sure. Thanks again for coming on. It's been an absolute blast, man. Hey.